Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketing Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I'm Taylor Rowe. Today's topic was all about Google's algorithm updates. Recently, there was an update to Google algorithms. We get a lot of questions, people emailing and calling in. Their website was hit with an algorithm update. And this happens every time there's a major update. People panic, they freak out. So we just want to kind of talk about Google, the trends that are happening within Google, the way that the results are being displayed and what you can do about it, what you should do before an algorithm update, after an algorithm update. So hopefully you guys enjoy. All right. So let's dive into this. Uh, We're talking about a great topic today, algorithm updates. Google just released a, a new algorithm update, the January 2020 core update. So we want to make sure that we kind of explain to everybody what exactly is an algorithm update, how often Google makes algorithm updates, different types of algorithm updates, and then essentially what to do, what not to do if your site is affected by an algorithm update. So I I guess the first thing let's talk about is the difference between just a general update and then a core update. Sure, absolutely. And I think this is just meant to be informative, right? Like a lot of people have questions about what's Mm -hmm. a Google update, where do they have it? How often do they do it? And uh, it certainly will affect your performance over the course of a long-term period. If you're you know, doing SEO, updates do matter. I guess the first reason why they do it is they want to make sure the quality of the search results stays the same. So they want to have high quality results when you and I search for something. Yeah. They want to make sure that we find exactly what we're looking for. I believe that's the reason why anybody would want to make that update, right? right. So, yeah, that's really the the intent or the purpose behind any update to Google. So, I guess maybe we're even getting at our, ahead of ourselves, right? We're going to take it up one Google, step right? What is Google? You go to Google, you search search engine, right? But the algorithm is essentially what the set of criteria, the data points that Google looks at to determine what shows up in the SERP or search engine result page when you type in a certain search query, right? So this algorithm has been changing probably daily since they created it, right? Especially now, I think the change has accelerated because of things like AI. It's literally machine learning, understanding, and searches are now personalized to the actual individual based on your behavior, search history, I mean, what you searched right before it. Your location. Um, uh, all those, yeah, location, right. all those kind of things. So the algorithm is is forever changing. And like you said, the reason that it's changing and the reason that people use Google over, you know, Bing or Yahoo or whatever what else is out there, dogpile.com. <laughs> the reason you, people use Google is because Google provides you the answer that you're looking for better and faster than anybody else, right? They always have. They were the first ones to figure out that Based on the intent of the search, this is the most relevant result to the user. So all of the algorithm updates across the board have always been to provide a better user experience and more relevant result for that user. And we'll get into the reasons why they're doing that in a second. But that is across the board why these algorithm updates are, are happening. So again, there are updates that happen. Google said they make basically thousands of updates a year. Most of them people don't notice. Most of them don't affect all of the websites that are out there. The the ones that do affect across the board are what they call a core update. And there's been some major core updates over the last five, 10 years. What are some of Yeah. Panda, Penguin. Right. um, The Panda and the Penguin, the Hummingbird. Yep. There was a mobile update. There was quality update. Medic. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So these are the ones where you see people losing, you know, 50% of their traffic all these sort of stories, right? So 
those are the major ones. And that was one that just kind of has is been rolling out over the last week, something that does overnight. And so people are seeing changes in their search results and they want to kind of understand what's going on. So the first thing that you need to understand is that just because you're losing traffic does not mean that you're doing anything wrong, right? So what Google is essentially saying is that if you used to rank number one for a particular search term at that time, according to that algorithm, according to all the data that Google had, you were the best, the most relevant result for that search term. Now they update something and let's say you drop to position four or five. That doesn't necessarily mean that you messed something up, you broke something <laughs> on your website. What that, mean, your yeah, what that means is that Google believes that they went and searched and checked and found that there are three or four other results that are just better suited right. or better deserving of that number one position or number two position, right? So the first thing that I would do is not necessarily look at what's wrong with my website. I would look at what those other companies are doing really well to outrank me, right? How, what is their content? Is their content more in-depth? Did they do a better job of organizing their thoughts or going deeper into the subject? Is their website more specific to that one topic where mine is more broad? Are they, is this company kind of taking off and they're getting mentioned in other websites and publications and getting a lot of backlinks to their site? So again, it's SEO or Google is a zero sum game, right? There can only be one person that ranks number one. So it's not that you broke something or did something wrong. It's just somebody is beating you. And right. by default, you have to move down a spot or a couple of spots. I mean, one thing to note too, is that if you take a look at certain sites, let's say if you have one site and you have a hundred keywords that you rank for, some moves up, some moves down. And the ones that yep. move down for whatever reason, and you look at the other ones, sometimes they're not as good as even your site. It's, so it doesn't mean it's perfect. The algorithm yep. is, it's not going to do every, you know, right? Some keywords are just like, why is that site ranking? They're making updates for the big picture. Yeah. And sometimes it affects positively for sometimes you get a better result. Sometimes that particular site may not be, but it may have been around for such a long time, may have great experience, but it may not look any good or may not have any more content than yours. So that's right. something, you know, that we all need to know that Google can, they're not searching every possible query and they say it's going to affect this many searches or, you know, keywords. That's all they know. Right. And the user behavior will dictate, again, how it's going to get shuffled around in the long run, right? It's real-time updates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so that's the other thing that you want to look at is we talked about the reason that Google is updating their algorithm is to show the user a better result. But they also have, you know, Google's a publicly traded company. They have shareholders. They have to increase their revenues every quarter. And so they want to, they have to be selfish a little bit, right? Yeah. So kind of goes hand in hand with why the way that they can provide a better result is also in Google's best interest. And the one trend that we're seeing is that a lot of the traffic is actually staying on Google. So Google's becoming essentially a, a curator of content where you type in a search query and Google is pulling from maybe multiple websites to curate the best result. And you never they, will, they will credit, yeah, the, those websites, but Google, the, the user's still never leaving Google. So the other thing, when you look at an algorithm update and you say, okay, my traffic has gone down, I would definitely look at, did the actual SERP result change? Did the actual format of how that query is you know, right. showing up in Google, did that change? Is there a knowledge box? Is there something Questions new? Exactly, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that will show up where you still may be the one providing that answer to Google, but Google has decided that 
this type of search, you know, we'd like to keep the user on Google rather than go to a website and add more friction into that process. And one thing too, Google knows that I think ever since when you search one query, you're never done. So you go back and re, I think you and I say that you rewrite the search query to see, oh, can I, what yeah. if I search this way? Yeah. And Google compiled all of those possible questions and now just shows you in. And as a, if you search one thing, you can see a hundred different questions. And as you start opening those little questions, you now see other variations of the question. At yeah. some point, it's no longer what you're looking for. Yeah. By then you're done. You got everything you needed yeah. with one query. Yeah, and you never left Google and you can, <laughs> can kind of go down that Yes, know, rabbit hole without ever <laughs> leaving Google. On exactly, yet. which means that you will inherently lose organic traffic, but you're still giving the knowledge to the user by being there, right? right. And if you didn't, you would have <clears throat> never even been found on position zero or whatever else, right? So what that means is that you know we look at this trend, right? And back in the day, an algorithm update, you know, as SEOs, you know, people used to kind of sweat about it, right? You used to think like, my site is doomed. Well, yeah, because the thing was is that initially SEO was a game of, you know, manipulating the internet, essentially. It's okay, here's the small set of criteria that Google looks at. And one of them is, let's say, backlinks, right? Or one of them is keywords in, you know, the title tag, right? Mm -hmm. If you have the right keyword in the title tag, then you're going to rank for that search term because there's not a lot of content out there, right, back in the day. So the idea was just go into your title tag and add every single keyword it's called keyword stuffing, right? Or that would be done on the website or in the footer, or people would type it and put the text to set as, you know, white text on a uh, white background, right? So it was like invisible. So all of these little, you know, schemes and scams that people used to do, Google has caught up to that, right? And so those days are kind of behind us. And it was still all for the same reason. It was, okay, we want to provide a, essentially a level playing field to let this become a, you know, we want the results to be merit-based, essentially. Like, right. we really want the best result, the most relevant result, the one that people seem to like going to, gravitate to, spend a lot of time on the website, and, you know, that we believe that's going to be the best result, right? So the trend that we're seeing is to follow those two patterns. Is One is to have the true experts show up at the top. Google is still, you know, really enforcing and talking about the whole EAT, right? right? Expertise, authority, and trustworthiness. I don't think that philosophy, that methodology is going to ever change. It's just going to enhance in different areas. They're going to find more criteria to figure out, more machine learning to figure out who is really the expert, who is really the authority, what is the most trustworthy and you know relevant and credible resource on this topic. So follow that trend and then follow the trend of Google putting more emphasis on the user staying within Google, right? Google becoming a content curator. And what you have is this thing, just the idea of if I create the absolute, you know, knowledge-based knowledge center from my topic and I just become that expert and prove that I'm the expert by not only writing this content, but doing a lot of research on the content, referencing other credible sources on my website, getting my content and information published and written about on other third-party websites to prove that you know validation and that credibility, follow that trend as much as you can. And that will, every algorithm update is only going to enhance what you've been doing and you won't be negatively impacted. Because if you're trying to cheat the system and optimize for you know between algorithm updates and say, well, this is working really well right now. I can just do some keyword stuffing or I can get some, you know, I can cheat and get some backlinks here or I can do this or I can do that. 
all between algorithm updates. It might work short term, but you're going to be hit so hard and penalized long term that it's not going to be beneficial. I think if you just focus on creating real, relevant, and authoritative content, and then doing all of those off-page factors we talked about, doing it the right way, every time an algorithm updates, you're going to be the one that's jumping to the top of the list. Right. And I think similarly, we all know that most of us are on mobile more than we are on desktop. So we have to really think about right. are we the that's fastest? experience exactly. experience yeah. part. Yeah. Are we the best at it? Are we loading faster? So just like Google is trying to curate content, can you curate content on your website with everything right. that person needs throughout their buying journey so that they don't really have to leave your site once they discover your site, right? right? And Back so you, in the day, we used to bookmark. Mm -hmm. We don't bookmark anymore. Right. <laughs> I don't have a bookmark right. unless it's like a Google yeah. Doc, Yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so the same exact thing you want, you want to be a bookmarkable site, in my opinion. That means every possible question they can have about making this Educate a purchase, right. they can get out of your site. Yeah. So kind of change your frame of thought from, you know, what Google wants to what the user wants, right? What would I want if I'm researching on this topic, right? And I was trying to explain this topic to somebody who's never heard of it, right? So let's say we're talking about algorithm updates, for example. Right. Let's talk about the history of algorithm updates. It would be, it seems like a lot of work, but you have to be, you know, unbiased to say, well, what would be really nice is we had a complete list of all the algorithm updates, when they happened, how they affected companies, you know, what changed in terms of the type of search results, what was going on relevance in that time. And this was a, you know, had a table of contents that was clickable that you could go down to each section. Each section had text, they also had infographics, and it also had a video or maybe even a podcast that explained that particular update. And then we had an overarching theme and, you know, that you could kind of jump to and understand what the trends are, what's coming next. Because again, we can learn from historical updates, but we want to look at how do we optimize for the future. So if you created this, I mean, it might be 10,000 words. It might be 20,000 words, right. right? But to me, you look at that and say, okay, how do I make this the best user experience? That's where you see, you know, like I said, clickable text that you can jump to different sections, videos, different ways to actually engage and digest that type of content. So this is something that you're optimizing for the future, right? Because there might not be a way today or yesterday or whenever you made this piece of content for Google to really understand the level of depth that you went into on that subject. But the cream will rise to the top at, at some point right. because Google's algorithms are only getting smarter and smarter. And that machine learning aspect, again, it's built by humans. It's designed to match and model human behavior. And the search results are modeled after what people are actually searching and how they're interacting with all of the results. So the best thing that you can do for your website is to make sure that it has the best user experience for every single topic. Whoever you're trying to get to your website, just walk through that entire process. What would they be researching? What information is you know important to them or you know pertinent for them to understand about this topic in order for them to take that, make a decision or right. you know find the answer they're looking for? And what's going to be the most effective way to explain that content. Is it going to be text? Is it going to be video? Is it going to be images? It's going to be probably a combination of all of that, diagrams, all that kind of stuff. The better job that you do and the more time that you focus on thoroughly explaining that topic, the more opportunity that's going to have to be shared amongst peers, people you know, sharing that on social media, adding that to other websites, getting those backlinks, getting those social signals. And again, even if Google doesn't catch up to that today, the next algorithm update, they'll figure that out. I, I really believe that if you just focus on making your website the best performing, like you said, fastest loading, 
mobile, voice search, whatever those trends are, that at some point you're going to start making those jumps. And there's like really two things that you mentioned I think is really important. If you're a small business, medium-sized business, yep. enterprise, it doesn't matter. And you're working with an SEO and you're thinking short-term, which is like you said, trying to get some traffic in between updates. It's really the wrong way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Like they should be consulting you and telling you, listen, I don't want to play that game because it's only going to come crash at the end right. for you. And you're not going to be happy then. If you're unhappy about some short-term you know, traffic fluctuations, we ought to be thinking a bigger picture, right? right? Like we know that like, because you and I have been doing it for so long, we know what not to do, but so many people fall into the trap of, well, I'm not getting the traffic I want. Instead of investing into the content, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I should be doubling my traffic. Like, and so you put unnecessary pressure on your team to go figure out anything that they can do to get some yeah. traffic. And guess what? And your domain name gets trashed over time. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, right? Businesses go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS and especially with this podcast is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that you (laughs) don't want to do is so-called consultants. Yeah, permanently damaged. And and you see that a lot with um, the off page. I think the the link building piece is the probably the touchiest piece of SEO when it comes to whether you're going to get penalized or not. You don't typically see someone get permanently penalized for for creating a bad page (laughs) on their website, right? The content that's not well thought through is too thin. Yeah, you will lose traffic temporarily, but you just got to go back to the drawing board and kind of fix that. Yeah, get rid of the page and rewrite but, it. Yeah, you like you said, far too often SEOs or you know companies working with SEO agency focus too much on some of the short-term, short-term. gains, which yes. most of the time results in the SEO company uh, getting cheap backlinks, essentially. Or, or any strategy yeah, right. that will get you temporarily right. a quick fix and, oh, wow, look at that, this looks great. But in the long run, that is really not going to do it. Some websites ought to be redesigned and redeveloped and thrown away and start from scratch, right? We still see bad experience, bad mobile experience, and they're trying to do SEO. And and I think we got to go back to the fundamentals today. This is probably not what you want for the next 10 years. Right. So you need something that we can add tons of content. So maybe it's throw away the old CMS and put a new one in. Those are the changes you have to make if you really want to be around for the SEO for the long haul. Right. And we already know SEO is a, a long-term game and in part because things change so rapidly yeah. and so fast that all the work, if you came up with an idea to create a piece of content, let's say for a blog, Google might out- update their algorithm 300 times before you go from the Your idea stage to actually to post that. Yeah. Then Google has to crawl and index that page. And then what you're asking Google to do is say, hey, 
I know I just wrote this piece of content <laughs> yesterday, but I believe that the best. all of these top 10 million results that were are above me, I think these are nonsense and mine is the best, right? So how long do you think that's going to take to happen, right? It's just not something that is going to happen overnight. So if you already understand and bought into this idea that it's going to take a long time, then why not, like you said, look long-term and say, well, five years from now, I think 90% of people searching in my industry are going to be searching from their phone or Siri right. or whatever it is. And this is, I'm going to go all in on this strategy, right? I Correct. really think that if you know it's long-term, you look at that long-term, focus on creating a better experience for tomorrow yes. rather than, like you said, between updates. updates. Yeah. yeah, that was the piece that I think it's really important because again, you might be pressured to show results temporarily from, you said, growing their quota or the sales numbers and they want SEO to be a piece of it, which sounds great. But if you have the wrong infrastructure, yeah. it doesn't matter because the next one you're going to be losing. And the time you invested between now and then, you could have gotten double the results if you invested into your infrastructure, redoing it, creating something that you could put 10,000 words and it will look amazing, mm -hmm. right? And I think that content upfront, that the time you spend in creating the content upfront, you don't get the ROI right away. That is an investment. Yep. And most of the time they're like, well, when is this going to rank? When can I get leads off of it? Right. That's the wrong question. Right. Yeah. And most, um, you know, that that's the other thing you have to look at too, is when you're creating content, for example, is making sure you have a good balance of what you would call evergreen content, things that are, you know, always relevant to your audience. You know, those are typically your major core keywords, like whatever your services are, however that's defined. And then you want to have maybe a little bit of, you know, if you have trends or, you know, things that are happening, big news in the industry, you can capitalize a little bit on that short term, you know, growth or spike in those type of searches. And then also look in the future, right? So a lot of times when companies are doing keyword research or trying to understand, you know, what search terms should be the most relevant to them yeah, uh, or highest priority to them, you look at essentially all the keyword research and keyword search volume is all based on past behavior, right? Mm -hmm. There's no tool out there that says, hey, five years from now, there's going to be a billion searches a month for this search term, right? There is no search right. term like that. So that's, again, where you look at long-term, look at your industry, look at the trends, use your knowledge on right. your industry of whatever industry you're in. And you can predict uh, your future. And you know, yeah, I mean, look, don't discount and say, well, you know, I sell whatever safe packaging for the manufacturer or for a marijuana industry mm -hmm. or whatever that is. But when I look in search trends, there's only, you know, 200 searches a month. So I'm not going to invest Where's a lot of time mind? into talking about the advancements in technology and childproof marijuana packaging and all these kind of things, because there's not a lot of people searching for it. But you know that it's coming, it's becoming legal. All these companies are looking for resources. I mean, it's going to happen, right? So look at those trends and create that content. And again, itemize, especially in an industry like that, it's brand new. So everyone is starting from the beginning. So itemize every aspect of what you're trying to accomplish and or what someone would be trying to accomplish if they're, you know, opening a dispensary or right. whatever that is. And just list it out and create a user experience that someone's going to go to your website. And like you said, if it was five years ago, they would have bookmarked right. that and said, this is right. the ultimate guide to packaging, right? Sure. So whatever your industry is, that's another thing you can think about when you're creating the content is don't put too much weight in historical, you know, past behavior is not always a, you know, indicator of future, future performance. performance or success <laughs> or search volume, whatever. You want to look at what you believe is going to be the best possible experience for the future. 
Yeah. And so the first thing was don't try to optimize in between, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I guess updates and the other piece that I think it's really important that you said that the fundamentals haven't changed. And I think from all the years that we've done this, we've always focused on the fundamentals, mm-hmm. again, quality over quantity. And when it comes to, like you said, backlinks and building authority, and now they put EAT, E-A-T mm-hmm. but before that, it was the same thing. We've always cared about- they put a name on it. Yep. Exactly. We've always cared about the quality. We've always cared about the experience. We've always, it says no duplicate content. When you do that, it doesn't matter what updates are going to happen in the future. You're always going to be safe. Yep. And I can honestly say, but we've never gotten a site in trouble. None of them got delisted from Google. Nobody ever got manual penalty. And maybe we didn't get 8,000% increase in organic traffic between yeah. updates, but it's been consistent growth even through all the right. updates. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I've you know said time and time again, it, if you do it the right way, I really believe that any update to an algorithm is just going to enhance whatever you've done. And if you do lose traffic, likely, like you said, if we've ever lost traffic or had a client lose traffic, it's likely irrelevant traffic, right? What Google's trying to do is make sure that people are going to the right result. So a lot of times, you know, you'll have an old blog post or something that is driving traffic, but it's not really relevant. It's not, you look at your conversion rates, it's not really turning into customers. I mean, it's just kind of a ancillary result of what you've done from everything else. So it's all about quality of traffic, you know, relevant results, relevant experience. So anything that you're doing, if you're creating all of this content that's beneficial to your customer, you shouldn't be impacted by that. And if you are impacted, the other thing to keep in mind is uh, just don't don't panic, right? Don't right. go and disavow a bunch of links and delete pages on your website and all that kind of stuff because we already established <laughs> Google makes changes fast and most of the time unannounced. And an algorithm update... It's always unannounced. <laughs> especially, yeah. Especially now, these algorithm updates, I mean, there's so many results. They roll these out over a period of time, right? And so... They Google doesn't even really know what's going to happen, right? There's no way for them to know. So they might roll out an update, your traffic tanks, and they realized, yeah, this one didn't really do what we wanted to. So they make another update and improve that and improve that. So it might take a week for the update to be completely rolled out. And then it might take another couple of weeks for, like you said, the dust to settle, everything to kind of reshuffle and then might recover. So I would definitely not panic if you have a loss or, you know, a big chunk of traffic that goes down after an update. Uh, I would pay attention to who is at the top uh, and try to work backwards from there. What do I think they're doing well? But always take that all into consideration and don't overreact and say, well, you know, this website that's number one, this is their title tag and meta description. So I need to put that on mine. Or this is, they have 5,000 words on their website and I have 4,000. So I need to add a thousand more words. It's not always that black and white. And I would just wait a little bit to the dust settles and then start you know, making some adjustments. No, I think that's a, a good place to wrap this, I guess, say episode up. Things are the same. It doesn't matter when. And like you said, I, I've gotten more calls after an update than yep. any other time. You talk to somebody about creating good quality content. Nobody wants to hear it. Yep. When they dropped 50% traffic on an e-commerce site, they're like, oh, crap. Right. Like, help me get my revenue back up. And it's kind of like, I can't help you. Like I can help you and I can help you get to where you need to go, but I can't just magically unroll the update. You know, it's just not possible. So we might as well think about the long-term strategy. And I think there's two industries that Google's really, 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 really like focused on like anything related to money, like your money and your health. And a lot of times there's a lot of content out there, affiliate sites and so on would write all kinds of stuff saying, yeah, buy this thing and this is going to make you lose weight or look better and everything. 
Yeah. And of course, you can rank it for a short period of time, but Google's always going to come and yeah. knock those sites out just because anybody yeah. can rank on. Yeah, Google there today are some. And, yeah, there's and, some business models and some centrally federal regulations and those right. kind of things that, unfortunately, there are some businesses that what we're talking about, I guess, doesn't apply because it might be providing a great user experience, relevant, but Google doesn't believe it's in the user's best interest, right? Or right. federal regulations show or indicate that it's not in the, in the user's best interest. So like you said, your health and your money and your life, I think <laughs> yeah. is what they call it. Those are kind of some um, some touchy subjects where- Doesn't matter who it is. The credibility and the trustworthiness and the authority piece that we're talking about is heightened even more, which I think- Again, you follow trends, you should look at that and say, well, the data is there, the analytics are there, the algorithm is there to differentiate a licensed medical company to write about this particular topic versus a blogger at home that's writing about this topic. Even if this blogger at home has 5 million more backlinks, Google recognized that, you know, this whatever WebMD is more authoritative and more credible. Mm -hmm. So it ranks that website in front of mine. So if that's there for that industry, it's going to come roll down to your industry at some point. So if you want to ensure that you're going to show up in number one and you're going to be the authority, you have to become the authority. You can't trick Google into thinking you're the authority. You have to truly become the authority. Yep, absolutely. Any final thoughts, Taylor? Just uh, like we said, focus on creating good content, relevant content, fresh content. I, I think the final thought, I guess, would be if you ever think that SEO is a one-time fix or you just optimize true. your website one time, just what we're talking about today is a prime example of why it's not. Because even if you stop paying attention for six months, you're so far behind on what Google's looking for uh, that it may be insurmountable to kind of catch up at, at that point because it's not a, a linear path, right? Your competitors are are continuing to, to focus on improving their website. Google is changing at a rate that nobody's never seen before. Right. So it's something you got to always have a pulse on exactly what's happening, the ways people are searching. Ways Google is displaying the results, what's yeah. working and well, what what's company not is working. Google buying? What are they doing with the home, you know, devices? Yeah. Where are they trying to move into? Those are all top concerns that you should have because yeah. at the end of the day, Google is in it to win it, and they will. And you just have to know yeah. what their next move is so you can yeah. play your cards. I think accordingly. one one more final thought. Fine. I think we should Love say it. is that um, we said at the very beginning, right? It's in Google's best interest to keep the user on their website, not only because the user will benefit from that, but really because Google will benefit from that, right? Google makes a huge majority of their 90% or more of their revenue from from ads, right? Google's ads. So the longer they can have your attention on their website, clicking on their results. I mean, you do a search today for most services or businesses that are, you know, worth someone is going to exchange some money. There's four ads at the mm-hmm. top, then there's maybe another knowledge box or panel or something that will show up. Then maybe a video, then local maps, local pack, if it's a proximity related search, and then scroll down three times and then there's the first organic result, right? So we just saw yesterday, Google Alphabet, I guess, hit a trillion dollars Correct. in market, market cap. cap. I mean, and they're, no, you, they're not that, going backwards. Before that, we looked at a search results on your 27-inch iMac, and we yeah. could not see an organic search results yeah. Yeah. in the whole 27-inch. Right. So only the, real, the real underlying theme behind this is Google is going to figure out, they have thousands of people trying to figure out how do we make more money. Uh, Every quarter. And it's, always, yeah, and it's always, like I said, they're not going back. They hit a trillion, they're not going back to the yeah. billions. So. Once you're there, I mean, they're going to continue to figure out how to make more money. And most likely 
that is by controlling that user experience within Google. Yeah. We've talked about it in the past, some of our predictions for 2020 predictions in a different podcast. People are going to spend more time on Google. Google's going to become essentially an e-commerce platform. Yeah. They're going to they're going to they're going to upload your products, your shopping feed to Google. They're going to control that experience. You can buy things through Google. They're going to have payment processing. They'll probably give you a credit card. Right. They're going to control so the entire the process. Right, exactly. So that you search on Google, you click the ad on Google, you buy through Google, they make you, money on you that. Trust Google You're using Google credit can. card. If Google shipping, they're going to have right. a drone go to your house, all of that. I mean, this is seriously right. what we're talking about is that these algorithm updates in optimizing your website, it may not be five years from now or even sooner. The goal may not be to get more traffic to your website. I mean, we're already seeing that trend that an algorithm update, you show up in the position zero is what they call it, and your traffic actually goes down. Correct. So it's not always that black and white of, hey, we got to get more traffic, got to get more traffic. Depends on what your service is, what your product is, what you're trying to sell. A lot of times, I think that Google is going to control that entire experience. And so far, there's not a second player. So that just means that Google... Not even close. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Google just has the 100% say over what to do with that. And no one's ever stopped them yet. The so. second player is also Google. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> YouTube. YouTube. Exactly. Um, so. Yeah. It's just not changing anytime soon. So yeah, it's a learn what your user wants, what's going to be the best customer experience, follow the trends of Google and fix your website to follow that pattern. That's it. Thanks a lot for tuning in. All right. You know how to get a hold of us. Oneims.com slash podcast. Share this episode. If you find it useful, leave us a comment. And I will see you next time. Growth Marketers is brought to you by One IMS, helping you reach new heights through integrated marketing. One world, one web, one IMS.